God is glorious in his saints. Welcome to the Christian Saints Podcast. My name is Darren Ong, recording from Sepang in Malaysia. In this podcast, we explore the lives of the Christian saints, from the Anglican, Roman Catholic, and Eastern Orthodox traditions. Today, we will commemorate St. Mark the Evangelist, one of the four authors of the Gospels. By tradition, St. Mark, also known as John Mark, was considered to be one of the 70 or 72 followers of Jesus that he sent to proclaim that his kingdom is near. However, his name is not mentioned in this account. This is Luke chapter 10, verses 1 to 21. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him, to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals, and do not greet anyone on the road. When you enter a house, first say, Peace to this house. If someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you. Stay there, eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. When you enter a town and are welcome, eat what is offered to you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them, The kingdom of God has come near you. But when you enter a town and are not welcome, go into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town we wipe from our feet as a warning to you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, Will you be lifted to the heavens? No, you will go down to Hades. Whoever listens to you listens to me. Whoever rejects you rejects me. But whoever rejects me rejects him who sent me. The seventy-two returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions, and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. At that time, Jesus, full of joy through the Holy Spirit, said, I praise you, Father, 
Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned, and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. It is believed that the account in Mark's Gospel about Jesus' arrest before his crucifixion contains a cameo by Mark himself. Not a very flattering self-portrayal. Here, in this Gospel account, we have Mark in a panic, fleeing the scene of the arrest naked. This is Mark chapter 14, verses 43 to 51. Judas, one of the twelve, appeared. With him was a crowd armed with swords and clubs, sent from the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him, and lead him away under guard. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Rabbi, and kissed him. The man seized Jesus and arrested him. Then one of those standing near drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Am I leading a rebellion, said Jesus, that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I was with you, teaching in the temple courts, and you did not arrest me. But the scriptures must be fulfilled. Then everyone deserted him and fled. A young man, wearing nothing but a linen garment, was following Jesus. When they seized him, he fled naked, leaving his garment behind. So the first time we actually hear Mark's name in the Bible is in the book of Acts. In this story, St. Peter gets arrested by King Herod. After he is put in prison, God miraculously frees him, and he flees to the house of Mary, who is the mother of Mark. This is Acts chapter 12, verses 5 to 16. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and sentries stood guard at the entrance. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quick, get up, he said, and the chains fell off Peter's wrists. Then the angel said to him, Put on your clothes and sandals. And Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me, the angel told him. Peter followed him out of the prison, but he had no idea that what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought he was seeing a vision. They passed the first and second guards and came to the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them by itself, and they went through it when they had walked the length of one street, suddenly the angel left him. Then Peter came to himself and said, Now I know without a doubt 
that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches and from everything the Jewish people were hoping would happen. When this had dawned on him, he went to the house of Mary the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people had gathered and were praying. Peter knocked at the outer entrance, and a servant named Rhoda came to answer the door. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed she ran back without opening it and exclaimed, Peter is at the door. You're out of your mind, they told her. When she kept insisting that it was so, they said, it must be his angel. But Peter kept on knocking, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. Peter motioned with his hand for them to be quiet and described how the Lord had brought him out of prison. Tell James and the other brothers and sisters about this, he said, and then he left for another place. When St. Paul went on his missionary journeys, he took St. Barnabas with him. St. Barnabas was St. Mark's cousin, so Mark also tagged along. However, Mark became a source of conflict between St. Paul and St. Barnabas, as Paul questioned Mark's commitment to the mission. This dispute is recorded in Acts chapter 15, verses 36 to 41. Sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, Let us go back and visit the believers in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with them. But Paul did not think it wise to take him, because he had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in the work. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and left, commended by the believers to the grace of the Lord. He went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. Nevertheless, it appeared that Paul changed his mind about Mark later in his life. In Paul's second letter to Timothy, chapter 4, verse 11, he tells St. Timothy to get Mark and bring him with you because he is helpful to me in my ministry. Also, at the end of his letter to the Colossian church, Paul sends them greetings from Mark and tells the Colossians to welcome him if he visits. Church tradition holds that Mark eventually ended up as a missionary to Egypt and was the first bishop of Alexandria, establishing the first communities of Christians in Egypt. For this reason, he is especially revered by the Coptic Church. Here is a traditional account of Mark's eventual martyrdom in Alexandria. This is from a text titled The Martyrdom of the Holy Apostle and Evangelist Mark of Alexandria. I am quoting a translation by Roger Pierce. But as enough time passed, the Christians multiplied, laughing the idols to scorn, 
and ridiculing the Greeks. The Greeks learned that the saint and evangelist Mark had returned, and hearing of the wonderful deeds he was performing, they were filled with jealousy. For he healed the infirm, cleansed the lepers, proclaimed the gospel to the deaf, and bestowed sight to many of the blind. And they sought to capture him and could not find him. And they gnashed their teeth against him, and in the festive processions of their idols they shouted at him, saying, Many are the powers of the sorcerer. But it happened that our blessed feast of Passover fell on April 24th, which coincided with the festive procession of Serapis. Finding such an opportune moment, they deployed spies. They fell upon him, saying prayers of the divine offering. And seizing him, they threw a mooring rope around his neck and dragged him, saying, Let us drag the antelope to the places of the Bukalu. But while the holy mark was being dragged along, he offered up thanksgiving to the Saviour Christ, saying, I thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, that I have been counted worthy to suffer these things on behalf of your name. And his flesh was falling to the ground, and the stones were stained with his blood. When evening had fallen, they threw him in prison, and deliberated upon the manner of death by which they should destroy him. But in the middle of the night, after the doors had been shut, and a guard stationed at the doors, behold, a great earthquake occurred. For an angel of the Lord, coming from heaven, touched him, saying, O Mark, slave of God, chief of the saints in Egypt, behold, your name has been inscribed in a book of eternal life, and counted along with the holy apostles. Behold, your memorial shall never be forsaken. You have become a companion of the powers above in heaven. Archangels shall receive you, and your remains on earth shall not perish. Having seen this vision, the blessed Mark, his hands outstretched, said, I thank you, my Lord Jesus Christ, that you did not desert me, but you have numbered me with your saints. I beseech you, O Lord Jesus Christ, to welcome my soul and not reject me from your grace. And after he said these things, the Lord Jesus appeared to him in the form that he bore when he was with his disciples, the very form he bore before his suffering and entombment, and said to him, Peace to you, our own Mark, my evangelist. And Mark said, Peace to you, my Lord Jesus Christ. But early in the morning, the multitude of the city returned and removed him from the prison. They again threw the rope around his neck and dragged him about, saying, Let us drag the antelope to the places of the Bukulu. But the blessed Mark again offered up thanks to the Creator of all, the Lord Jesus Christ, saying, Into your hands, Lord, I commit my spirit. And after he said this, he surrendered his spirit. St. Mark is, of course, best known for his gospel. Most scholars believe that Mark's gospel was the first, the earliest, 
of the four Gospels to be written, and that the Gospels of Matthew and Luke use the earlier Gospel of Mark as one of their main sources. Mark's Gospel is the shortest of the four Gospels. It appears to be written for a culturally Gentile audience, since Mark takes the time to explain Jewish customs that non-Jews might be unfamiliar with. Mark's Gospel seems very focused on clarifying who Jesus is. The technical term for this is Christology. Mark describes Jesus as the Son of God, the Son of Man, and the Christ, or Messiah, and spends large parts of his Gospel portraying Jesus' miracles and using them as evidence of Jesus' true nature. Traditionally, Mark's Gospel is believed to have been written from St. Peter's perspective, given Peter's closeness to Mark's family, as we read in the account in the book of Acts earlier. We can also see this from how important Peter is in Mark's Gospel. For example, the central event of the Gospel of Mark seems to be Peter's confession of Jesus. This episode also serves to emphasize that Jesus is the Christ, the long-awaited Messiah of Israel. This is from Mark chapter 8, verses 27 to 33. Jesus and his disciples went on to the villages around Caesarea Philippi. On the way he asked them, Who do people say I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others one of the prophets. But what about you? he asked. Who do you say I am? Peter answered, You are the Messiah. Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Christian Saints Podcast. Look for the Christian Saints Podcast page on Facebook or Instagram, or find us on Twitter at podcast underscore saints. All music in this episode was composed by my good friend, James John Marks of Generative Sounds. Please check out his music at generativesoundsjjm.bandcamp.com. We will end this episode with an excerpt from a homily by Pope Francis on April the 25th, the year 2020, last year, which was on St. Mark's Feast Day. The Pope emphasized the missionary, evangelistic nature of the Christian faith using the accounts from Mark's Gospel. Today, the Church celebrates St. Mark, one of the four evangelists. He was very close to the Apostle Peter. 
The Gospel of Mark was the first to be written. It's simple, a simple style, very close. If you have some time today, take it in your hand and read it. It is not long, but it is pleasing to read the simplicity with which Mark recounts the life of the Lord. And in the Gospel, which is the end of the Gospel of Mark that we have just read, there is the sending forth by the Lord. The Lord has revealed Himself as Saviour, as the only Son of God. He has been revealed to all of Israel and the people, especially in more detail to the Apostles, to the disciples. This is the Lord's taking leave. The Lord leaves, departs, and was taken up into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God. But before He left, when He appeared to the eleven, He said to them, Go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. This is the missionary nature of faith. Faith is either missionary or it is not faith. Faith is not just for me, for me to grow up with faith. This is a Gnostic heresy. Faith always leads you out of yourself. Go out. The transmission of faith. Faith must be transmitted, it must be offered, especially through witness. Go, let people see how you live.